0: Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J10 initiative.
1: Hey, welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know.
0: That is the voice of Father Michael Rapp, who is back in town uh, from Rome. It is a great joy to be with you. Hey, Merry
1: Christmas, thank
0: you. Father John Nepel here, and of course, Father Nathan Global. Hello. We are uh, grateful to be uh, celebrating this, the five year Anniversary of the podcast. Oh, cheers. Hard to believe it's been five years um, since uh, Mikey and I cheers. had that crazy. Yeah, cheers. Here we go. A little hey. maker's mark. Mike's drinking water. Teetotaler. The uh Hard to believe we've been doing this for five years. Hard to believe we, we can do anything for five years uh, and not totally shank it.
1: Is there anybody still listening? We don't is really know. Is yeah. there anybody? Is there
0: anybody out there? The um yeah, but it, it is a um great joy for us. We got a, an email last week from uh, Father Mike here saying I'm coming back for Christmas. And uh so it, it's uh, the timing was perfect. We we're able to um record this today is actually uh, we're recording this on Christmas Eve, but this will come out uh on January 6th, which is the 5 year anniversary. Father Mike, do you remember the yeah. first topic that we did?
1: No, I sure don't.
0: It was on the Stylites. Highlights.
1: Ah, the wow. Pillar Saints. The Pillar Saints. and That it was, was a classic. A lot of people liked that. I it was about seven
0: minutes long, too. Can you believe that?
1: I do remember. Times have remember, changed. I laid down a law that was, we will not go beyond ten minutes. That's right. That's what this podcast is. Well, You have definitely <laughs> broken that law. As okay, soon as I uh, left.
2: Sorry, we're experiencing some technical <laughs> difficulties. I think uh, we'll be back in just a second.
0: That's right. Yeah, uh, you,
1: you got three minutes for your break.
0: We have... Uh, yeah, we don't believe in the law anymore, right, Father Nathan?
2: We're lawless. We're
0: lawless now. And uh, what we'd like to do tonight... Uh, we're
2: living under the law with grace. The law you know, of grace. Under Mike, it was... Freedom. Up until the time of Mike, you, they were living under the law. No longer. Dictatorship. And now
1: we... I was never in control. This Selma, Alabama. This is John Nepples.
0: That's right. Yeah, I'm here with my puppets, Mike and Nathan.
2: <laughs> Hi, everybody! <laughs> I'm here to tell you
0: oh, about boy. saints. <laughs> we, um, the topic for today uh, is going to be a little autobiographical. Most of them are actually, but um, but today uh, in a particular, the topic is the companions of Christ. Uh, and the reason we ch- we chose that is because uh, we wanted to um, on the five year anniversary here to talk about kind of the thing that's behind the podcast. Right, this is not just um, a couple guys who. Came together because they wanted to do a podcast. There was a couple of guys who came together for a different reason uh, and were united for a different reason. And the podcast is kind of a fruit of that. And we talked about that this year. Uh, Father Nathan, uh, the reason for the break was because of uh, tumult within the community and uh, in the friendships. And uh, the only way that we we feel like we can really do this comfortably is um, is uh, when the the community life and the friendship is flourishing. And we hope that you uh, experience that in some way. So anyways, we'll we'll take you back to uh, the uh, previous decade, back to, let's see, you started seminary in what, 2001?
1: Uh, 2001, yeah.
0: I met Father Mike Rapp for the first time, and I hated his guts right away. I was like, another Jesuit-trained that. punk skateboarder who <laughs> thinks he's way too cool for everything. And I think his first impression of me was equally bad.
1: It uh. was, it was. I won't tell you, I don't know how to use the right language.
2: <laughs> Yeah, uh actually I think I had a fairly bad experience with you first as well. I don't so. remember these things. Yeah. So really? No, I don't. Yeah. Well, it wasn't it wasn't pleasing to the eye. It I don't
1: remember exactly. I think initial I mentioned...
2: judgments are rarely are rarely dead on. <laughs> That's
1: true. That's true.
2: They're a little And sometimes your your closest friends ends up end up being the people that you you never expect.
0: We'll just say it wasn't love at first sight. That would probably be the best way of putting it. Though. Probably.
1: I can't remember exactly. I think you came to visit uh, our college seminary in Winona. Yeah. And uh, you and Alberto Alejandro. That's right. That's right. And I think you guys were too good for us or something. I think you, we were, you, yeah. You were like, there was an option of whether to come to our seminary or to go to another one. And all they had to do was meet me and like maybe one other guy. And it was like, yeah, we're going to the other
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> no, At that time in life, I knew everything about everything. and um, And so, yeah. Things have changed. Things have,
2: things have so the, softened. Uh, I think
0: <laughs> things have softened uh, severely. Sorry, John. We're kind of beating up on you. That is okay. I uh, I deserve it. The um, But let's go back. Uh, so that was way back in 2001 when uh, Father Mike and I met. And wait, the, wait. And Goble are, was we, still are we going to go back? Gobel was still a twinkle in, in our eye at that point. Where were you in 2001?
2: 2001? I was graduating from high school.
0: You were still dating...
2: No, I wasn't dating anybody in my senior year. Dream on. But I was going to say, if you're going to go back, then you have to go...
0: Oh, nice. Wayne's World reference. That's perfect. The, um, so that was back uh, in the beginning. Father Mike and I uh, went to seminary after high school. Lifers, as they say. Father Goble took a more scenic route, mm-hmm. but got there. But the definitive kind of beginning um, of the friendship, uh, especially for Father Mike uh, and myself, was when we started to put together this project called The Companions of Christ. so I'm going to let Mike uh, share a little bit about the early days. I'm thinking 2005 probably is roughly when that started being pulled together. Yeah. We were about halfway through seminary.
1: Wow. Well, I'm never really very good at recalling everything and telling the story. But, I mean, it was like, I mean, there was definitely like shared uh, shared interest in common life. And we had an idea about um, who we were and what kind of priests that we wanted to be. And, um... We knew that the, the diocesan priest that we were getting into was uh, and is a little bit isolated sometimes and uh, that we really benefited from, I, I mean, I can speak for myself, but in seminary being with a lot of other guys who were uh, interesting and prayerful and uh, wanted to grow uh, in that direction of holiness and, um, and just in, in fun. I mean, I come from a big family. And um, it, I've always found it fun to be around people and um, just kind of life. That's normal life for me. So, um, yeah, there was always there was always an interest in uh, having a common life. And that's kind of uh, my first bit. And then meeting other guys in the seminary who were really committed to uh, common life and uh, wanting to do something a little more intentional for uh, priesthood in the future. And so we started talking about that. We went on... Went to visit some communities and um, did. I, I mean, we were gathering and praying together, and then, like, looking around. Or anything, yeah, I
0: think so. I think the ideas kind of were there. You know, coming from a big family, um, and just wanting, saying, I feel called to be a diocesan priest, but I do not feel uh, the desire to live it in a in a solitary way. Some guys have the have the vocation to do that, um, to live by themselves. They're comfortable with that. We know really good priests who do that. But we are kind of like that's not really our jam, as Father Brady would say right now, because he's hip and um, all these characters, by the way, that we make fun of, uh, who never listen to the podcast, they're all uh, part of this community. So uh, Father Brady Wagner, Father Matt Book, Father Greg Peterson, Father Jason Wunsch, and most importantly, Father Brian Larkin. Yeah. And uh, so we, the original four guys, were Is that, the,
1: uh, that one with the accent.
0: That's the one with the weird accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he looks weird too. The. Um, so the original four guys were uh, Father Matt, uh, Father Mike and myself and um, Father Matt Book and Father Brian Larkin. And um, it went from kind of uh, bouncing around ideas to, um, to becoming something concrete when we met this group called the Companions of Christ up in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And I forget the year, 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went up and we spent a week with them. And uh, there's a funny story behind that because... Um, you know, we all had a lot of questions for them, and uh, but Father Mike took a different approach, and uh, he shaved a mohawk into his head uh, just to kind of see what would these guys do with it. It was a classic rap uh, kind of litmus test to say, um, are they human enough to receive me, or is this a form you know that's going to be imposed upon? I don't know. I, I'm trying to get into your, yeah. I mean, your logic I like here.
1: I like when people are really comfortable with each other and they've like accepted each other. And, um, and I was nervous, you know, as a seminary, and you wonder, like, is, is, is the priesthood like a cookie cutter thing right. where you can't really be uh, too comfortable? You can never really be very too comfortable. And uh, yeah, those guys were really comfortable and they were really accepting. They thought my mohawk was kind of uh, bizarre, not their style in Minnesota, but uh, they just thought, the, I think they thought De- people from Denver are extraordinarily cool. <laughs> Don't you think that they must
2: have thought something yeah. like
0: that? We proved them wrong. We
2: still think that. Yeah.
0: The, uh, and so we went up and we spent, a, it was a really kind of a great week up uh, St. John's University with this conference with them. We came back and we were, we were pretty on fire and we felt pretty convicted to do uh, what they were doing in that archdiocese. So the Companions of Christ is an association of diocesan priests. It's not a religious order um, because it's diocesan priests. And uh, the main purpose of it is to establish a common life so that we live out the diocesan priesthood in, in the way that we want to. It's a way of supporting it. And um, we thought, oh, this makes a lot of sense. This is great. Well, it was a, it's was it been a wild ride ever since. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of confusion. And then there's a lot of our own uh, control and our own plans, uh, I guess, my own control and my own plans I should say these guys no, are less definitely less, communal. less controlling than I am but the um but what we found was uh it's just been this wild uh roller coaster which got uh even wilder when a um kind of guy with goofy hair and a scraggly beard showed up in probably 2007 when did you start seminary
2: i started yeah 2007 and i was in my novitiate year my spirituality year um when when did you guys announce it was it like January or February?
0: Yeah, it would have been January yeah, of so. Uh, 2007.
2: So I I came to Denver like knowing nothing about the companions because um they hadn't yet been formulated and announced um and was finishing my novicia year, my spirituality year when all of a sudden like a note goes up on the what's called the vox pop board, the vox populi, the voice of the people board where, like, announcements are made, hey, we're playing Ultimate Frisbee on Wednesdays, Um, I lost my bravery help, Uh, and then these guys, like, guys that I knew in the seminary who were a little bit older, like, made the announcement that they were going to uh, formally introduce this thing that wasn't a religious order, but somehow gave them the right to live uh, separately from everyone else, and I immediately cast it as the treehouse. The treehouse. They were were forming... um, Kind of a club, and uh, no girls allowed, and you have to have your own slingshot, and um, this is how we're going to live. And so it was very um, obscure at the very beginning. Um, Did we have a handshake or like a a secret
0: secret handshake? Yeah, I think swear a blood oath. Whatever.
2: They copied it off a Delta Delta Delta. (laughs) You kiss each other (laughs) in the shape of a triangle. Fraternal thing. Oh, all our Delta 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 girls are shocked that I know that. You're not supposed to know Those that. Are secrets. Sorry.
0: When do you know? Do you remember the time when you uh, met remember Mike? Remember the time?
2: <laughs> what?
0: Or at least uh, when you guys like kind of became friends? Is there a moment? Yeah, it was prob- not a It was, probably, it was probably
2: because I was I was ticked off at you right. that I called John the Navy recruiter. Yeah. Uh, Navy recruiters were the ones that came to our high school and said uh, all the right things. And they would ask you, like, what do you want in life? And you'd say, I want to be a medic. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a garbage collector. And they would say, you can find that in the Navy. Like, we have everything that you're looking for. You just have to join. And I'm like, I don't don't know exactly what this is. It's like, this answers everything that you're you're wanting in life and in your priesthood. Um, And so we didn't necessarily hit it off because I have probably, probably, probably the reason why I didn't like John at the beginning was... He was, he looked super cool. He dressed super cool. He was kind of popular. We all, we all
0: dressed the same. What the hell are you talking about?
2: He had Barbicone clerics yeah, okay. and he would wear Birkenstock clogs. Um, so he was making a statement, folks, like, please make sure that you don't think, don't that think I'm...
1: that he's too cool. His mom does all the shopping. She That's does. true. <laughs> she does.
2: She goes to TJ Maxx and gets him his, his, uh, Barbacone Nautica shows. underwear or something. <laughs> Anyways, so then, um, so then I was trying to grasp like what this was, because truthfully, like I had no idea what this was coming into seminary. So I had a lot of questions and like I naturally reject anything that's popular or hip or because I never was part of the popular crowd. So I'm like, no, that can't be of of God. So um, so actually a lot of my questions and a lot of my critiques, as opposed to dealing with John, would actually go to Mike. Um, and who was that, also
1: kind of on the, yeah. <laughs> the margins. He was not, never, yeah, never really into the popular thing, and that was that was, Mike, that was uh, an think, interesting experience in seminary too because we were doing something like special, and yeah. it it there were some that were kind of like oh these are like the golden boys the popular thing and the head, we're we're wondering whether or not that was good so I think that yeah that was a connection between
0: yeah I mean, but Nathan I would Mike. like to say that Father Mike Rapp was hipster before they were hipsters in the sense that he was doing everything he could to not be cool and it was like he's so much cooler because he's I didn't wearing, have he's that wearing, I
1: didn't have the smart glasses though that's like a that's, that's a like signature a thing that's
0: yeah. a signature move but it was an interesting thing because when we uh, when the companions founded it wasn't um like we're the cool guys who are best friends and we're going to go start uh, our clubhouse yeah, that's now that's Uh Brian and I were friends but you and I weren't really friends Um and Matt, we kind of knew, but we didn't really know that well. And then you had just shown up, um, Father Jason Wunsch as well. Yeah. And uh, so it was like, a, and I guess Larkin was friends with Wunsch, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a group of buddies and it was like, we want special privileges. It was really a, a unique, I remember when Matt told me, he's like, when we were starting it and he's like, what do you think about having Mike Rapp join? And I was like, What? <laughs> seriously like mike you think really think mike rap would be well it was this?
1: it was weirdly providential yeah, i mean matt matt and i are classmates and we had been friends kind of like you and, and brian were friends and uh we had had conversation really serious conversations about how do we like how do we make our life together uh missionary how do we make it communal and uh and really radically and like like what is what do we really want as priests right and uh And I think those conversations corresponded a lot with um, some of the things he had talked to you about, or Brian, and just brought some of those things together, you know?
0: When I was uh, 19, I got back from my first semester in college seminary, and I um, told the Archbishop at the time, Archbishop Chaput, I said, "Um, I'd like to start this Companions of Christ thing they have in Minnesota, it's never existed in our diocese, blah, blah, blah. And he said, "Uh, okay don't tell anybody about it and pray about it for three years. And I was like, for a sanguine, that's like death to my soul. It's like, what do you mean I can't share this with people, how amazing and how awesome and what a big deal I'm going to be when we start something new, you know? And uh, it was amazing because right as those three years ended, guys started to, the conversations were happening with the right guys and the desires the Lord had put them on the heart. And it kind of all just flowed together. And um, there was a number of priests who were really important supporters, um, from a lot of different areas. So, um, you know, first and foremost, Father Michael Glenn, uh, who was the rector of the seminary, um, without his backing, this never would have happened. Right, And yeah, so uh, we'll always be indebted to him for that, for taking us seriously, uh, for taking it to prayer, and then really being the agent, the instrument of, um, for making it happen, going to the archbishop. Uh, but I think a guys like Father Ralph Drendel. Um, yeah. Who has uh, now passed and is certainly with the Lord, but uh, his support of you in that—I yeah. think a father. I had been
1: telling uh, just a little background. Yeah. I had been telling uh, the spiritual director, my uh, father Ralph Drendel, for a number of years that I need to go and be a Jesuit because they have community. They're right. a religious order. They live community all the time, and mm-hmm. I feel called to that. I feel I'm very like deeply interested in that. I desire that for life, and uh, he said, "Be patient. God will provide." And uh, I just, I wasn't seeing it with this diocesan priesthood in the future. And I think some of the things were just kind of restlessness, but uh, he really was wise enough to say, okay, hold off and something. And then when the companions came along, he was so supportive, you know, right. and he just said, you guys got to do this.
0: And early on when we, there was some flack coming, it was those guys who really helped us to keep focused on the vision. Since that time, uh, I think we've learned a lot of what this is. It's kind of unfolded over. The grace of it has unfolded. What we've realized is that the Companions is a, is a charism um, that needs to be discerned within the vocation. It's not a different vocation, but it's, it's a way of living the common life. What I always tell guys who are younger when I'm shamelessly recruiting them to the Navy, Shh, gobel, um, what I say is um, what's essential of every priest... Every diocesan priest says that he has to be a man of priestly fraternity. One of the ways that you can live out priestly fraternity is the common life. And one of the ways you can live the common life is the companions of Christ. And when you think of it like that, it's really, it should be less threatening because it's a very specified grace to be discerned, uh, and it's a very unique kind of culture. But I think, um, and just for me personally, more than other guys, uh, the early on, I kind of saw that as like, let's take it to the next level, right? Let's be like the diocesan priest 2.0. Let's be the best of the best. Uh, One priest actually is like, you guys should be the Navy SEALs, you know. Mm -hmm. And I come from a military family, so this resonates with me. Let's be excellent. Let's be the best. Um, But there's a lot of pride in that. And it wasn't what the Lord was doing. What the Well, and it sounds
1: a lot better than, I mean, the reality is that... um, our Our priority is being good priests you know and being good priests where we're at as diocesan priests in parishes in uh, i'm studying um but uh but we we see that the the community life has an effect on who we are the way we grow how we are just humanly friendship uh brotherhood and um and as priests uh it can um it can help you grow it can help you um to see things in a in a different way and Uh, So, yeah, it's been really a beautiful thing for us and, you know, something to be discerned. It's not like you say. It's something that people got to ask or seminarians, priests have to ask, is this what God wants? Right. And it's particular.
0: And there are really good priests, um, friends and uh, guys who we've known who have discerned it and been a part of it for a while uh, and have not stayed. And it's not because they couldn't hang. In fact, many of them are better men than we are. Uh, Father Miguel, a friend of ours, Father Joe Doman of the podcast. Uh, So there's a lot of uh, good priests who have looked into it and have said, yeah, this isn't for me. What what we came to realize through the guys in Minnesota, especially through uh, Bishop Cousins, who's a companion, is that the companion's life, the hallmark of the life is vulnerability. And uh, it's that exposing of one's woundedness, of brokenness, of having guys in your life who know everything, that kind of baseline transparency who hold you accountable but that aren't trying to fix your life. And I think we just did a podcast uh, yeah. on fixing fixing people and the temptation to fix people. And um, that's been the most freeing thing. That's I, Now in the long run, we, we've done this for seven years. Um, that's the thing that we keep coming back to. It's like, yes, we have ideals. Yes, we're striving to live the councils. Yes, we're trying to hold each other uh, to a life of prayer. And we have it very kind of clearly laid out but what fuels the the fraternal love is the beauty of, of the vulnerability i think in the yeah. life so thoughts on that father nathan because i know that early on you were one of the, both of you guys actually were the ones who kept pressing to this and saying it just can't be about holiness it has to be about fraternal love
2: yeah i mean <clears throat> we didn't really get into the ideals um and i hope we can rem- or I, I should say i can remember all of them but our life is somewhat uh formed in part by these eight ideals <laughs> deeply
0: informed clearly how many
2: eight they're all right okay <laughs> i just wanted to make sure okay this is quiz show quiz show quiz show quiz show quiz show, quiz show, quiz show. Quiz show that's lady. right is that, okay good i can ask the question show?
1: What I, I love, I love quiz show.
0: I deleted him from is the. Does uh,
1: anybody remember quiz show out there? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh jeez, I don't want. I don't want to remember.
2: We're not
1: going to do a quiz show. I I mean, oh, let's do quiz people. show on the uh,
2: on, on the, the ideals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys, I'll be the host. That way, I don't have to do them. Quiz so. show, quiz show. Okay, so then you have the first and foremost is priestly consecration. Um, after that is zeal for holiness. Um, the then after that flow the councils, right? Yep. Uh, sure. so the evangelical counsels of uh poverty chastity and obedience then following them you have a love of priestly fraternity um so like a love of the brethren and uh then finally uh intellectual life and, um and a zeal for souls something like that yeah
1: what? So these are these are ideas I mean Why I could give you it? the exact wording <laughs> no, but just like just, it just that yeah.
2: seems like I'm back in back in focus where um, we would have certain phrases that we would throw out like incarnational evangelization, radical availability, and just be like, this, this is really important, but then how are we explaining that? Right. Like, it sounds really snazzy, but, you know. So then, okay, so then you have the ideals forming the life. So then the question becomes, all right, I think I'm pretty good in these areas, and I can look at other guys, and I can see that they're really good in other areas. So are we all going to say we're going to try to become awesome in all of these areas? So that we can say we're well rounded? Or is it also just recognizing in the other that you incarnate certain aspects of goodness that we desire in the life that we have created for ourselves? And you're also deficient in other areas. So, obviously, the ideals help to hold us accountable and to give us a direction into how we're going to live our life. But also, it's just recognizing that we all have different gifts different charisms within the community and it's trying to um, exist in such a way in relationship and friendship that those charisms come out. That's what I was pointing towards. That's what I wanted to really desire um, because I knew that I wasn't going to be the best of the best. I mean, I don't come from a military family. I don't come from a terribly athletic family. Um, I don't come from a super intellectual family. Not that any of the companions do, Um, like come from, you know, royalty of that, of that regard. Um, But I kind of knew within myself, I'm not going to be able to keep pace with guys if they're going to say, we're going to live this. And if you can't live it, you're done. It's like, well, then I'm done. But if it's about friendship and about uh, loving one another um, and communing in such a way that we actually grow into the, I hate that phrase, best versions of ourselves. Um,
0: Say it with a... Australian accent, though.
2: You got to be the best version of yourself. There you go, Matthew, um, Matthew Kelly. The I think I could live that. I think I could live a communion as opposed to um, excellence in, to some standard, Mike, so and sorry. that's what that's what we pointed at. Mm. Um, and I would say, I mean, this is kind of um, related to the topic, but I got the opportunity to live with um, Father Mike in Craig Meeker and Rangeley, Uh, when he was up there over the summer. And part of the reason why I wanted to do that was to see how is a companion's life lived, like even though he's not living in communion yet, but then also just say, I want friendship. And then from the friendship that we had, we would have these discussions about how do you live um, zeal for souls in parish life. And um, we found that it was much, much easier to do it when somebody else was there, as opposed to um, when we were all by ourselves uh, trying to do it yeah. in our own way. So. And
1: there's stuff, you know, like we're all striving for, for holiness, and a lot of that's going to come from friendships in the parish, friendships in family, you know, friendships that are not with priests. All of these things um, really help us to the, kind of understand ourselves and um, to, to kind of grow as people. But there's something very special about um, the shared experience of priesthood that you just... You know, like zeal for, zeal for souls in this particular way as a priest. You know, I can see, uh, look at another guy and say, he is so much better at this. And like you say, I mean, I, I don't have to be perfect, but I can be really inspired by, uh, inspired by other guys and just, and, and even just give thanks that there are other priests who uh, have gifts and uh, the church is taken care of. In kind of a larger way. Mm-hmm. And I think
0: that's the freedom that comes with um, a common life that's filled with love. Because a lot of times when I was in seminary, it would become the competition. Who's doing better in their right. classes? Who's, who's better on the basketball court? Definitely not me. You know what I mean? Like, and then we, when we started living this common life and it started to get permeated by this love, um, you start to look at the other guys and you're like, damn, Gobel is way more thoughtful He's got this like maternal instinct in him. It's like, uh-oh, John's hungry. I'm going to bring him some soup. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know where that comes from. Probably Veronica. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, I have a. Who's I always that, think of... That's
1: not a girlfriend, is it? <laughs> that's his mother. <laughs> um,
0: the, uh, <laughs> but I always think of uh, um, the free love jug. That's kind of our, always our go-to. So I, I grew up in the Burbs, and uh, I was not comfortable with the homeless at all. And uh, really not comfortable with poverty because poverty. I grew up in a world where like we eradicate poverty, like especially within yeah, ourselves. We don't like that stuff. We don't like and that stuff. and um, so we we live downtown, and uh, in the winter it was a cold winter, and and uh, Father Mike here decided that we're doing free love jug nights, and uh, on Thursday nights we would just fill up these jugs with hot chocolate, and we would go down to the Triangle outside of Samaritan House, and uh, we would just serve hot chocolate to the guys and, and just talk to the people on the streets. But I would never have done that if it wouldn't have been a friendship with and, and living in proximity with Father Mike, who just does it naturally, who's always done that. Uh, and it's things like that that start to Giving out free change love. our lives. Arch-
1: Archbishop Schaap, you never liked the name of that Uh-oh. program. Free love.
0: <laughs> Giving out free love. <laughs> Giving
1: out free love. Walk the streets <laughs> with free love.
0: Quit petting me, Goldman. Whatever. <laughs> I can see it in your eye. He's thinking, how do I formulate this in a way that's appropriate? Yeah. So free well, love. Okay. Given. So, uh,
1: well, what do you what are you saying? I'm gonna like uh, throw this back on a podcast, or uh, uh, how do you think that the companions relates to uh, the podcast? I th- I mean, you mentioned it, but I think we could say we could say something more about it. like the how how does that move into Something like a project like this. I'll just I'll just say what I'm thinking. Go for it. I ask you the question. It's a little rhetorical. Uh,
2: <laughs> Obviously.
0: Uh,
1: thanks. <laughs> you, you stroke that beard. It's kind of.
0: It's scary. Yeah.
1: It's uh,
2: good. Yes. No. He I'm just. just I'm the neck.
1: just. I'm like. I'm thinking out loud. Just that. Uh, this is. You have a culture and you have like shared interests. We all love um, Catholic things. Uh, we like thinking about things. We read books about Catholic things. In the seminary, you do so much. You get so much uh, education, and you learn about all these cool things. And there's not always like a venue to share really random cool stuff that you uh, that you run into in the Catholic world. And so part of our friendship is we just learned that we're kind of random, and our friendship, it kind of works like that. Mm-hmm. And we just enjoy like, jarring about, like joking really. around, but also talking about cool Catholic stuff. And then, you know, through that friendship that I don't think would have happened without the Companions, uh, it gave birth to to this uh, this podcast. Really. Very,
0: very strange project. I think that's exactly right, that this is a dialogue that's going on all the time, constantly. Um, and, uh, and then we found this forum to do it, and now all of a sudden people can share in it. And we're kind of shocked that people actually want to, but they, they seem to... And my hope is, I mean, they sure as hell aren't listening because of the well-researched topics. Uh, but I think that you feel like we're entering into a dialogue here. Um, I, I want to talk a little about how the podcast came to be really briefly. But do you have any thoughts on his question there in particular?
2: No, I'm, I I, think we've already covered that.
0: So I was on a road trip um, with my brother and Mike Hombo and John Johnny Minto. Uh, we were up in Banff and we were listening to the podcast Stuff You Should Know. And um, good, great podcast, very well-researched. Very talented, far exceeding us, but they were butchering Catholic topics like pretty badly. And uh, so we said, we should um, do that. We should do uh, Catholic Stuff You Should Know. And they gave us permission to uh, do it just like it, and so the forum came to be. And then for some reason, um, about six months later, it actually launched, and we got the gear. And Dr. Marika Frank did the, welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J10 initiative, and, and we began. And we had no idea what we were doing, but it became this way of um, coming together. And it was just a, a way of sharing this kind of internal conversation within the brothers uh, with people and then and the, with the hope that it draws them into that fraternal love and that in some way they experience that and share it and I think that that 's kind of what it 's been about it 's hard to believe it 's been five years, but I think that there 's a direct connection between the way this podcast plays out and and hopefully what you 're experiencing why you listen to it uh, and with what 's kind of behind the scenes. the companions um, Hasn't gone to plan. Uh, we've never lived in community, and we've been priests now for you've been four and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, three and a half yep. years here, six months for Gobe. Um, and uh, but we're okay with that. And I think one of the things here, as we kind I of... think
1: I think a lot of things have been blessed. I mean, we haven't lived together, and that really is a, a huge priority and uh, really what it's about. Um, but a, there's been a lot of good and a lot of commitment and spend a lot of time together, and we're still very committed to the same. Um, ideals that were mentioned, and um, and there's a robust community life. You know, we've scrambled to try to make it work mm-hmm. as best as it can, uh, in spite of not living together. Yeah. Although that's the that's the dream. I mean, we, we want to get there. Um, I just I just mention that it's uh, it's it's still been really fruitful and important, and and a lot has gone on. You know,
0: and it's always be- it's just always better. When we do things together, to quote Jack Johnson. Jack Jackson, there. Isn't there? <laughs> it, re- it really is. I'm thinking of last night even. Um, just a tangent here, but... Um, wingman. Father Nathan Goble is the best damn wingman imaginable. So we're at the Gold Hill Inn last night with um, a couple of our friends, the Glogowitz family. Yeah. and uh, Shout out
2: to Frederico.
0: <laughs> Fred Glogowitz. Who, some people are just deathly afraid of priests. God bless them. And, uh, and uh, so the Glogowitz family, <laughs> our friends Becca and Molly and uh, Father Nathan and I, and... Um,
2: why were we there?
0: Uh, we were there because Father, uh, because Gregorian is my favorite artist. Yep, and uh, he
2: wakes up to his voice every morning, folks. It's amazing. <laughs> That's uh, not creepy. The song Idaho. He didn't yeah. want to tell him that either. <laughs> I was I recording did.
0: it as we were talking to him. No, was, okay. Um, I stole a lock of his hair. The uh, so we're at the Gold Hill Inn. We're having dinner before the show, and this is a real small venue. This is like a building in the eighteen fifties up in the mountains. About fifty people. It was a cool spot. Very cool spot. And so Goble goes to him. There he is, Gregory Allen nice Isakoff. Whoa. And uh, I get all nervous, and then I'm like, i got to do this. And so I go talk to him. And uh, Goble has already broken the ice, and we're talking to him. And uh, we ended up having a really interesting conversation just for a few minutes. He's super humble and very approachable. Um, and, uh, yeah. and, yeah, Gobel played the wingman so I could kind of come in and shake his hand and tell him how what he means to me and you know mm-hmm. I don't think he listens to the podcast so we can be awkward here but one of the things we were talking about was why his music affects us so much and in particular we were talking about a song called 3AM yeah. which the last lyric yep. uh, has struck us where he's talking about
2: he says he says um, uh, give me slant eyed looks when I'm lying fingers when I'm crying I, may, I ain't out there to cheat you see I killed that damn coyote in me and i was just like totally moved by that line and i said i said this months before i said if we go and see him in concert that's the question i would ask him if he opens it up for questions is what is he talking about in the coyote in him um and not out there to cheat him and what he was talking about was um we have a struggle in trying to communicate ourselves to another and we sometimes make mistakes and i just wanted to to say in that in that Lyric in the in the song that um, I am trying, and that was it. But like we were totally starstruck, and we I'm were like, definitely starstruck. <laughs> I like, was like, I'm like sitting uh, there going, ah!
0: drooling. It was one of those things where it's like, all right, don't do the same thing Goble's doing. He's got his arms crossed, and then you go to the nod with the hand on the chin. It's like, <laughs> damn it, we're both doing the nod and the chin. And I was like, freaking hey Goble, we got to do this. But I was. uh, Look cool. Look look, cool. Play it cool. But I was reflecting on that conversation with him. uh, And I read this quote from Balthazar um, this morning that I think articulates what we were able to connect with him with what the Companions is all about. So this is from Heart of the World here. Um, Here we go. So he says um, Blessed is he who exposes himself to an existence never brought under mastery, who does not transcend, but rather abandons himself to my ever transcending grace blessed are the chaste the harassed who must daily stand before my enigmas and cannot solve them blessed are the poor in spirit those who lack a spirit of cleverness blessed are those and this is what he's saying expose himself the loon the loon the loon our, is our, spoken our, now
1: i've listened to this podcast a few times with that loon and i'm wondering if it's uh, a uh, eerie. I, I can't do a favor to the whole audience
2: and destroy that you <laughs> can, can take the battery out <laughs>
0: destroy the loon it seems to go off every time we podcast but anyways I don't want to take a lot of time on this but I just when I think about the companions I think about what we're doing is we're trying to live a life that exposes ourselves to an existence not run under mastery not trying to transcend fix each other fix our lives but to stay together before the enigmas that we cannot solve that's what I just Isaacoff's talking about with this damn coyote in me it's it's to not try and fix, but to try and live authentically and vulnerably in the presence of Christ. And if we can connect with him on that, then all the more can we as brother priests do that. And I hope that people experience that. Um, As we kind of pull this together, and then we'll do some shout-outs. When I think of the podcast, when I think of the Companions, um, I think one of the great lines that we're trying to live is Chesterton's line. He says, the key to happiness is humility and laughter. And I hope that that's what this podcast is uh and i hope that's what the companions is as well um that this is the experience of something different it's a humanity that's cultivated by uh human men who are seeking to be humble uh and who can laugh along the way and that's what we're doing and it's been 5 years I love it. yeah. it's been uh, 7 happy years anniversary. companions happy anniversary let's do a, a shout out or two before we go we'll start with father nathan
2: um well i would just on a final note um, you asked what I was doing in 2001, and I don't know what what month you're talking about in 2001 when you when you visited the seminary. But I remember distinctly when I was when I was a senior in high school, and maybe I've said this on the podcast before. I was walking into my teacher Mrs. Busky's class, either for sociology or English; it didn't really matter. And uh, I came from a small high school, and obviously there were cliques there. Um, and I really didn't fit into any of them. And as much as I tried to fit in with certain people, I couldn't. And I remember walking in one day and I was sitting on the left side of the room and I went to a public high school. So there was no crucifix around. So I think I just looked at the clock because that's the next best thing is like, when the heck am I getting out of this room? Um, but I remember lo- looking up and I made a prayer to myself. I said, Lord, please grant me uh fraternity and community. Oh. Um, and I come, I mean, not everybody in the companions comes from big families. I mean, we have some only children in our, in our, in our midst. Um, but I come from a fairly big family and I wanted that in my life, not as a priest. I wasn't asking to be a priest. I just wanted real fraternity and real community because I was experiencing the absence and what a long, strange trip it's been to end up in Denver, to end up as a priest, to end up receiving exactly what I was looking for. Um, and I have to remind myself that some days when I realize I did leave a lot of things behind. Um, and yet we do that so many times in whatever walk of life we're in. And yet God is so good in his, in his blessing. So I just rejoice that we've kind of found this life. You know, the podcast has certainly been an outlet for that, uh, but more so it's the, it's the friendship and the consecrated friendship that we have, um, in the companions. So, to both of you, to all of our brothers, um, Brian, Brady, Matt, Greg, Michael, and Jason. I think that's it. John. Um, <laughs> and the loon. loon. Um, so, um, and to all of our listeners, God bless you. Merry Christmas. We're not done yet. Quick podcast Here we shout out. And it. so, I've got one. God, yours are always like 10 minutes. Wait, left. I got one too. Yeah, right. you got it. Go okay. To Maggie Wilson at Emporia State University, uh, whose chaplain is Father, Father Nick Blaha. <laughs> uh, so uh, he said that she actually listens. So uh, to Maggie Wilson. Maggie, try and get Father Nick
0: to listen as well. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. That, that was, was mine. Blaha.
1: Uh, yeah, mine, so mine is a shout-out for the uh, North American college seminarians <laughs> who... Are all listening out there, Chris I'm, Lepsock. I'm, uh, I'm always impressed by these guys, and I think they're wonderful. And they're always telling me about the podcast and how great Denver is, and I, uh, I agree. Didn't they um, tell?
2: Didn't they tell you once you should listen to this podcast? Oh yeah. Thinking that you didn't know anything oh, yeah, about man, it. Man,
1: you got to try this thing.
0: That's um, awesome.
1: Oh yeah, I love that. And I'm also Tyler Dildine, Tyler Dildine, Crow, Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Merry Christmas, man. buddy. Uh, I know you're a faithful listener and uh, a good friend to some of us.
2: Moffat County Bulldogs, get in line. All
0: right, I got a few here real quick. Um, we received two bottles of alcohol from people uh, for the companions, one of which we already drank, the Baileys last week. Oh, yeah. John and Stacia Schmalzer, thanks for the Baileys. Hope you see something for me. I got some Woodford Reserve for you that came in from the Birkenbile family. They shipped it. Birkenbau. Right, so thanks Birkenbein. for that. Uh, shout out to Tom Innes and Drew Isbell, and then Jake Lyons and Dominic Price, uh, Focus Missionaries. Jake came by Mass uh, this week. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Okay. This uh, is the conclusion of five years. Here's to another Yay. five. We'll Our see.
2: aluminum anniversary.
0: That's right. Uh, Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. We always appreciate hearing from you. And uh, happy new year to you. We will talk to you again in a week. The
1: weather outside is frightful. Mm.